today's Leading Women episode 628 with the wonderful Shahara Wright. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day here at Today's Leading Women. Want to learn how I did? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Shahara Wright. Shahara Wright is an entrepreneur, business law attorney, professor, community leader, speaker, and author. She is the lead attorney for the Wright firm, PLLC, and the CEO of The CEO Effect that helps business owners define what they want to achieve and help them get there. To learn more, visit www.theceoeffect.net. Again, that's www.theceoeffect.net. Women of the world, Miss Shahara Wright. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much, Maria. I appreciate you having me on. I am delighted to have you in the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Shihara, I really love what you're doing with your business, especially with the CEO effect. Love that name as well. You <laughs> are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the SWAT equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment any time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. Okay. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Well, I have two different businesses that I've worked with. Um, first was my law firm, which is the right firm. And when I started that 15 years ago, I just started. So I got some business cards, kind of told people that I was starting my own law firm. And that's what I did. Um, so I didn't really have much planning, much thought process in doing it. I just, I just started. And I wanted to work with small businesses, so that's the direction that I went. And as I worked with those small businesses and learned in working my own small business, I really come to understand the process of planning um, and the process of having strategies and what that really means and implementing that into your business. So I learned not only through me, but I learned through working with my clients as well. So as I've gone through the years, I really wanted to really talk about that more with businesses because I think that that's a problem that a lot of small businesses have is that we just start, which is good, but we don't have any plans and we don't have any thought process about the things that we're doing. So we end up making a lot of mistakes and spending money in the wrong places. So I really wanted to talk about that more and give some more in-depth education into various issues about businesses. So I started the CEO Effect this year really to do just that. And the CEO effect was really just a 
continuation of what I was doing, but more in depth and in a way that I felt like I could reach more people um, than I could through the law firm. I love when I'm hearing about your business and I love how you transitioned that, what, that your story about, about um, how, um, starting your law firm business 15 years ago and then you uh, expanded in a way or you niche, niche down a little bit more by focusing on small business owners, helping them with uh, starting starting with the, the CEO effect uh, business that you have. And that is a great um, lesson for our listeners out there, especially who are just starting out because sometimes or more often, you won't know until you get started what you want to niche down to, what you want to focus on. So great story there. Great that you shared that one with us. But what continues to inspire you doing this business? You know, it, it really um, was an offshoot of things that I really wanted to do. I like strategic planning. I like business planning. Um, you know, as a lawyer, it, to me, it was just being the lawyer for a business was kind of limiting. I really didn't get to see all the aspects of business. I really wasn't in the financial decisions and the marketing decisions. And I really wanted to be more a part of that, that overall um, planning process and overall um, management process kind of being the COO for companies. And so I started doing that a little bit. And so I, I enjoyed it. And I think that that was my strong suit. And I really wanted to do more of that. So what was inspiring me was really to to be in my wheelhouse, to be where I could really feel like I was exercising all of my skills, not just a few of them. So I really wanted to find a way to do that. And I was working with a company about for about three years, um, a baseball company that we were bringing a product to the market. And I got to work in all of those aspects. I really got to touch on every single part of the business. And I loved it. And I said, you know, I don't want to go back to not being able to do that. I definitely want to keep going. So that was my motivation. That's my inspiration for this new business. And that's where, you know, I'm striving to get is to be always be able to touch all parts of the business. Mm, absolutely. I mean, nothing is as inspiring as being an entrepreneur where you were able to express that creativity, express that uh, that in the you, you know you have something in you that you wanna express that you wanna be you wanna be cre- be able to create you wanna be part of a bigger thing and that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. Um, I'm sure a lot of us resonate with that. I'm sure a lot of us is driven by the fact that being an entrepreneur give us that opportunity, give us that flexibility, give us that uh, freedom of creation and expression. All right, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Well, first, I'm a type A personality, so I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'm definitely extremely focused. Um, I'm always on task. And so if I start something, I I can't leave it in the middle and just not go through with it. So I'm always kind of one of those persons that creates projects. I keep people on task. I'm very focused. So that helps me not only to do what I need to do, but I find, too, a lot of Um, entrepreneurs are more creative types than I don't really consider myself a creative type. I really kind of consider myself somebody more of a worker in terms of focus, but I'm able to keep them on track as well. So that's one of my personality traits that I believe that helps me. Another thing is that I like the big picture. I really like taking that big picture, that big idea and breaking it down into steps to really kind of get you there. So in doing that, I 
I really enjoy that part, but it also helps me to kind of take somebody else's idea and show them how to get to where they want to be. And so that's something that was important for me to be able to do. And then another thing that I think that is about me is that I'm very um, patient in the sense of when working with other people, I can really think about what other someone else is doing and whether or not you know that's working and if they don't like it we can shut things down we can make changes so i'm flexible and i'm patient and able to deal with other people um in those terms i may not be patient with myself with things that i want to do but definitely when i'm working with other people i'm, I'm usually pretty patient i love that i mean being patient with others i know sometimes it's hard to be patient with ourselves. But when we are working with the others, oh, we know that we are capable of that. We are capable of extending that patience. And I love that you mentioned that one because I'm sure a lot of us like, oh, we feel like we don't give as much credit to ourselves as we do with <laughs> others. But that's because we love to serve them. We you know we come in a, um, in a spirit of service to other people because we're passionate about what we do. Absolutely. I mean, I totally resonate with what you said about that. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get to those challenges, it takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Well, you know, I think the challenges are not ones that I've actually completely overcome, but that I understand that they're there and that I'm just going to have to deal with it. Um, so one of the things that I've recognized, even with starting this new business and even with my law firm, is that my thought about what I could do was much smaller than what I actually could do. So when I looked at in things that I was doing, I said, oh, I just want to stay in this little corner. And, and I had to realize that, you know, I had to be a lot bigger than that. And even now, challenging myself to be a lot bigger than what I initially thought that I could do. So, you know, when I first started the CEO effect, I was just thinking I was going to go out to speaking to small businesses and kind of doing seminars and those kinds of things. But I've realized that it could be so much bigger than that. So I'm developing e-courses, I'm writing a book, I have a blog, and trying to expand my own thought process about what I could do. So that's one thing. Another thing um, in terms of challenges, I have to realize I can't do everything and I don't know everything. And I have to really reach out to people that have other skills other than myself to make it work. And it can be challenging financially and it can be challenging in terms of having control over things. But I found that things will go a lot quicker and a lot faster if I reach out to the right people to help me get to where I want to go and be able to utilize their skills sets to you know get me to the next level and I think another challenge that I have is really family I'm a single mom I have two boys I have one that started college this year and then I have a seven-year-old and making sure that I have time for them um, making sure that you know I'm present um, is very important to me and so that would be a challenge that I work with all the time 
Mm, I'm sure we can uh, resonate with the uh, with the challenges that you shared with us, um, especially juggling family time. That really segues us to the next uh, topic, which is work life balance. And I'm sure, especially for us who are working from home and have a family, of course, it's not just the business that we have to take care of; it's other areas of our lives that are important as well. So, in the, I'd love for us to talk about the work life balance thing because this is an area that I'm sure a lot of us are challenged with and I'd love for you to share with us how I know it's really hard to have I mean to achieve that work-life balance and balance for me is just a method there is no such thing as perfect balance (laughs) yeah and especially for us entrepreneurs you know the really challenge is really how to click on and click off and uh, create the work-life balance particularly if you have a family juggling many roles so in your life as an entrepreneur how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health your family your relationships and your business Well, I I think you have to look at everything as a whole. I don't think you can separate everything and say, okay, I'm just looking at, you know, work and I'm just looking at the kids and I'm just looking at, you know, my husband or I'm just looking at, you know, whatever. You have to kind of look at it whole. So when I started my law firm, my oldest son was quite young um, and I decided that, you know, I didn't want to work these 70 hour work weeks. You know, I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to make sure that I was present for him. And in making that choice, I didn't make as much money as I could have. Um, You know, we made enough to survive. But, I mean, I could have been a completely different level had I made that choice. But, you know, I was at all of his soccer games. I was, you know, on the PTO. I was able to be around and meet his friends. And, you know, I was there. So that was much more important to me. So in starting this new business, I still have a young child, a seven-year-old. And... I'm making those same kind of decisions, except I'm doing it a little bit differently. So still not wanting to work these 70 hour work weeks, I'm trying to find new ways to earn money without having to work for every dollar that I get. So as a lawyer, you know, I get paid by the hour. So what other things can I do that I can put this information out and I'm not having to work for every single dollar that I do? So I'm recreating how I do my business, how I offer it, my services in a way that makes much more sense for me and I'm still able to be present for my son. So this year I'm the president of the PTO at his school. You know, I'm still going to soccer games. We got karate, we have Cub Scouts. And I just say, you know, these are the times when I'm going to work and these are the times I'm not going to work. And I just make that choice. And it comes with sacrifices, obviously. Um, but I'm just sacrificing in the places where I believe that it makes the most sense for me to do that. And spending time with my kids is not an option. So, um, in terms of me not doing it, so you make those choices. And I think when you make the choices that what are priority, then those are the choices that you make and whatever consequences come with them, they come with them, but you make your choices. So I think it's about prioritizing as opposed to balance, um, because not everything is going to be completely in balance, but if you have the right priorities, then you'll be fine because you know that you're doing the right thing. Absolutely. I mean, it's all about prioritizing what is that important to uh, to you, important to you, your family, and your business. And I love what you said about really creating the leverage for your business, and, you know, not trading your hours, not trading your time. And there are several uh, ways to be able to leverage that, especially in your business. So for example, if you are trading hours, maybe you can find a way to create products that's not dependent of your time. Uh, maybe create a, one, a product 
product that you can a digital product for example you can you can create that one that's not dependent of your time and you can only create it one time and then that can uh, you can sell it one over and over again versus trading your time for our uh, trading your hours for um, for services, for example, uh, so maybe whatever service or product base you uh, you have, find those ways that you can leverage your time because that really, I mean, it's all about duplicating ourselves um, because we cannot be all uh, all in all places uh, with ourselves. So we have to find a way to be able to duplicate ourselves by creating systems or processes and uh, leveraging a way our, our business in a way that that's, it's not dependent on us. Um, so I'm sure uh, these tips that uh, she hard to share with us, let's try to integrate and find a way that we can incorporate them in our lives and work this and work-life balance. And I, I like what Shahar said, there is no such thing as perfect balance. So don't be uh, too... Don't don't get don't feel sad too if you feel like how oh, you because there is no not no balance is not gonna be there um it's not like perfect fifty uh, fifty or in every area of your life so you have to and you have to be okay with that it's all about focusing on those priorities and making time for them. All right, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Um, yeah, that's a really great question because I never really look at anything as being successful or not successful. I always set goals. And so I, I'm really focused on goals. So I always have goals and I have goals that are far out like five years. And I have a goal that maybe just be two hours from now to actually get, you know, a particular thing filed, you know, something filed. So I always have a bunch of goals that I use. And if I am meeting those goals, then I find that successful and I'm satisfied. If I'm not meeting goals, then that frustrates me and I feel like I'm not being successful. So at any, it just depends on what time of the day you talk to me, whether or not I feel like I'm accomplishing what I need to accomplish um, will depend on whether or not I feel like I'm successful. I I feel successful as a whole, as a person. Um, I don't feel like I'm a failure or that I've done anything, but there are things that I feel like, you know, I could be better. And so I'm always setting goals to be better. So once I accomplish something, I don't really throw this big, you know, party. Yay, you did it. I'm like, okay, great. That was awesome. Now on to the next thing. And that's really how I look at, you know, my life and everything. It's like, okay, we've accomplished this. Now on to the next thing. And that's how I feel like I'm being successful, that I'm accomplishing the goals that I've put before myself. Yeah, brilliant. I'm sure we can relate to it. I'm sure this is something that we all aspire to because it really feels good when you are able to meet your goals. When you, because, you know, the, the goals that you set for yourself really inspire you, really motivate you to keep moving forward. So for our listeners out there, set those goals um, and define what success means to you because it's really different from according to what we want to achieve in life. But one of the driving force for me is the ability to achieve my, my goals that I set for myself because it helps me push 
beyond my limitation. It helps me know that, wow, I am capable of doing this. It really inspires you to keep achieving more, uh, you know, not just for yourself, but for your family, for the community, for the people that you serve because of your products and services. So great inspiration there. Now, I know you've given us a lot of tips already, but I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show. And that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you could boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? So my perspective is that a lot of times with entrepreneurs, we're not starting from this plan where you're doing a whole lot of planning and you've gotten this long business plan and you've spent three years of research. A lot of us really kind of start because we have a passion or a skill that we set that we really want to utilize. And so we find a business or a way to utilize that to make money. Um, and so that's fine. And that's what I did when I started my law practice and even what I'm doing with this business. But I think you have to take it to another level. And as you're saying, okay, these are the skill sets that I have, engage with other people and get advice and thought pro- thoughts about what you need to do. So, for example, you know, if you want to sell, you know, crocheted pillows, you know, talk to people about these crocheted pillows and what they like about them and what they don't like about them, what would make them buy it, what would make them not buy it. You know, go around and find out what people are interested in. Take your idea and get some thoughts, because that's one of the things that I did with the CEO effect is I had this idea, but it was just an idea. It really didn't have any shape to it. So I went around and I talked to some friends that I trusted, whose ideas I trusted, and I even met some people that I didn't know that were, you know, good in this industry and really kind of gave me some good thoughts about what I needed to do. So that would be one of the first things that I would suggest. The second thing I would suggest is to make a plan. And I'm not talking about some really long business plan that's 40 pages long and has, you know, all of these different things, but some benchmarks, some goals like we just talked about, about what you want to achieve and where you want to be so that you set it out for the first year, the second year, and third year. I think those are important because as you start a business, things kind of go awry. Stuff starts catching on fire that you didn't expect, and it kind of goes crazy, and you can really lose yourself. But if you have a plan, you can go back to it and kind of check and see, am I at least making the goals that I set out? Am I doing the things that I set out to do? Are there things in here that are working? Are there things that are not working? Because a lot of businesses fail within the first three years, not because they're not good or that the information that they have or the skills that they have aren't useful, it's because they really didn't have a plan about how they're going to achieve things, and that's what brought them down. And last but not least, I think you have to be willing to let go. Um, And that's the hardest thing for us as entrepreneurs because your business is your baby, it's your life, you know, and nobody can do it as well as you can, and that's true. 
But in order for you to really grow, to get past um, where you are, you have to be willing to bring other people in to help you. And you have to budget for that. And you have to prepare yourself mentally for that to say, okay, these are things that I'm going to have to let go of. Maybe they won't be as great as they would be as if I do it, but I need to really focus on some other things. And so those would be the things that I would give, the advice that I would give other entrepreneurs. Mm, golden nuggets in those uh, tips that you shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. Um, the first one is to at least do something, what you said about uh, that you are passionate about, that you know you want to wanna do. Um, something that you that revolves around your skills or something that you, 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 you know about or that it's something that you are passionate about learning if you don't if you have the, don't have the skills it really helps you with the where the if you're doing something that you know you love and you know that you can be doing that you'll be doing for a long time because you know building a business it's not just a one-day thing you have to look at it in the perspective of a long-term thing and i love what you said about number two which is having a plan or setting those goals searching because that really is your compass uh to achieving something or to uh, where you want to go you really have to know where you want to go before you set uh your for the start this third one which is awesome this is so huge learning to let go and being willing to hire people or get people to help you grow and i, I agree with you i mean it's so much there's only so much that we can do for us with ourselves so we need the help of other people in order to expand in order to grow uh and i if there is one thing that i've learned is really to be able to delegate and outsource and i know for us entrepreneurs sometimes it's hard for us to let go of some of those control in our business um, because we feel like oh we can do everything or you know or we feel like we we do it better than anyone else but you know that's just mindset it's really important to let go of that and be willing to get other people to help you um, delegate outsource and the good thing now is we have the resources both online and offline that we can tap into for expertise in different uh uh, areas. So really, the steps that Shahard shared with us, especially for our listeners out there who are just starting out, let's take action on them today. Last but not least, Shahara, share our listeners that one woman out there that you admire the most and why. Uh, well, that would be my mom. Oh, <laughs> and I, I, I admire my mom, you know, because she was a single mom and she worked really hard and she taught my sister and I to really go after our dreams and the things that we want. And one of the things that I appreciate now that I'm older um, is that whenever I tell my mom that there's something I want to do, she is wholeheartedly behind me and always supporting me. Uh, when I told her about, you know, wanting to be a lawyer, and I think at first I told her, you know, I wanted to work with nonprofits, and she was like, oh my gosh, you're never going to make any money. But she was fine, you know, okay, that's fine. I'll help you whatever you wanted to do. I ended up doing something a little bit different, but she supported me. When I started, um, you know, the CEO effect, and I said, this is what I wanted to do, she's been supportive, she's been helpful, she's been somebody that I go to for advice. So I always appreciate her, not, you know, just for raising me, but for being there for me when I need advice and help. So it seems a little self-serving, but that's the person I admire the most, and especially woman or male. She, I admire my mother a lot. Mm, oh, such a sweetheart. So to your mom for being such an inspiration to you, not only to you, but to all of us here at Today's Leading Women, we salute her. Lastly, uh, Shihara, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service 
where they can get it and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you and we'll end from there. So I'm doing a webinar on November 19th, um, 2015 at 11 a.m. Central Time. And it is going to be on increasing your business through trademarks and copyrights. So you can go to my website at www.theceoeffect.net. Um, and there you can find, you'll see virtual presentations and you can go there and find out all the information. But that will be a great opportunity, especially for people that are looking to brand and expand to understand um, trademarks and copyrights and how you can utilize them to increase your business. All right, so that's www.theceoeffect.net. I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now, www.theceoeffect.net, especially if you want to learn more about trademarks, uh, brands, brand names, or uh, to register, or things like that, because um, Shara and her company um, can help you with those, especially for us online entrepreneurs. Sometimes it's an area that we kind of take for granted and, but there are areas that we really need to pay attention to especially the legal parts of our business and the CEO effect that net have the information you need so I'd love for you to go there now and at least be on their newsletter so you can be updated on what she's putting out there and if their products and services resonate with you I highly encourage you to connect with Shihara and her company again that's that link is www.theceoeffect.net theceoeffect.net Shihara, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you. Thinking of starting a podcast? Seriously consider starting a podcast of your own, remembering that it will allow you to grow in ways you never imagined. It will grow your email list, your audience, your influence, and your bank account. Go to podcastprofitsystem.com to get started. That's www.podcastprofitsystem.com. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.